Holding him out podcast show. Immoral Tales of a Vampire Hunter, Chapter 15. They didn't talk as they ran through the streets. She didn't know what to say. He didn't push her. She was frightened and confused. Her father lied to her. Her brother was dead. Nothing made sense anymore. She killed Oliver's brother. Man, Miranda could drink blood like the rest of them. She was a monster. Oliver heard the cacophony of her thoughts, delving into her mind the way he first done in the underground cells. He felt the kinetic, kinetic, chaotic jumble of her emotions slam into him, as if the feelings were his own. He would take time to share their fears, their uncertainty, and hopefully their dreams another time. Right now, he had only one thing on his mind. Since the first time he'd been... been Tina, he wanted her. His lust for Miranda had grown to a fever like a hot, always present force instead of making him weak, had made him stronger. It was just her beautiful body, all those memorising blue eyes. Now it was something about her, something that drew her, her, him to her, the way vampires were supposed to be drawn to him. He could see into her mind and her soul, and he found nothing but things to love. Even the little things he would be mortified to know, he examined with rather endearing. Now, what he now that he had calmed down, even that, even what happened to Jonathan was not a deal breaker. She defended him, killed him, killed him, for him, killed for him as he would have done for her. They found a hotel where they stashed their bags, a small place tucked away in a side street. Field of residences and ground floor shops. Get a room. He gave it. Gave her his credit card. They wouldn't have time to trace it, and get here before they were done. They needed a bed now. Non vazias on chamia, zalia vusuple, and Marina said to the hotel employee, "Find the desk. The desk clerk quickly rang up the charge, and handed them a key. The bellman." Bought the bags with typical French restraint rather than engage them with us. Well, neither engage with them in small talk. Merci, Miranda said. They found their, their room and Oliver locked the door behind them. Oliver, I. She said, Not now. We, it can wait. She said, cutting off her words and she was already, already reaching for her. He had upon her before she could let out a breath or say another word. He pulled up her skirt, and they fell into the narrow bed that took up most of the small room. Their mouths clung together as they kissed, as if their lives depended on it, and they explored each other's bodies with feverish need. The air around them seemed to crackle with electricity. Like in the catacombs, she f- could feel him all around her, and she wasn't scared anymore. She knew he wouldn't hurt her, not if he could help it. He ripped her tank, ripped her tank top, wearing tearing it from her body. His whiskers braided her skin as he kissed away inch of her every inch of her he bared. She needed him with ferocity that was frightening. He hadn't wanted to talk before. Now he did he she. All she wanted was this. Even the possibility that it might happen 
when they came f- together, faded away in the face of it overwhelmingly read. He must be able to control it more than he said, or surely he wouldn't have raced pushing for even more. Surely he wouldn't have kissed her or let her live love him with her mouth in the in the, her mouth in a club. Or he if he thought he might kill her. She shoved her fear aside, thus driving out everything else. She needed a, she had a burning need to see what would happen when they had sex. They both she needed him and the truth. They both did. At last she was able to touch him, kiss him and feel his naked body. Hers he curled her toes round his and held the smell of him as the tongue found his jaw. She wanted it at all. Taste, touch, feeling sound. This might be the last time, the only time they could die, and she wouldn't even care. She'd rather die in his arms now, if death was coming either way. Oliver, please, Oliver, I can't wait anymore. Just do it, she said, rolling onto her back, almost coming with it when she, he rose above her like a, some mythical god. His male beauty was so stunning, she almost couldn't breathe. It was so hot the way his muscular lure grew. As she was sexy around, she knew now this was what happened with vampires as Lure Prey. They set a trap with magnetism. No vampire could resist. He cast a spell on them the way he did now on her. He ran his hands slowly over her body. She thought he meant to be tender, gentle. She didn't want to make love. Not this time. She wanted to fuck. She wrapped her arms around his arms. I wrapped her fingers around his arms, nails ripping into his flesh, dragging him down to her. Fuck me. Bossy little bitch, he growled. His eyes were a brilliant, lavender-coloured, colour filled with love. He threaded his fingers through her hair and pulled her into place beneath her. She spread her legs wide, welcoming him as into her as he devoured her mouth leaving it only to lick his way to her nipples, biting and sucking them till he throbbed. He slid into her hot and thick, penetrating and filling her, rising over her, propping, propping himself up on his hands. She licked a corded, corded muscle in his arm. A droplet of sweat slipped from his skin and she savoured its salty taste on her tongue. He fucked her. He fucked her hard, seeming to know now that this was what she craved, grinding her till they both moaned, lost to the pleasure they created together, everything else fading away again. She felt that electric energy snapping around them. Their strength of his love was like a moving thing, living thing that shared the moment with them. As if he, It was as if he reached inside of her, with more than his body, more than his mind. He touched her heart. It's, her soul, it was the most beautiful thing she ever felt. Then she came, it was sudden, strong and sweet. She cried out, burying her face into his shoulder to, to muffle her scream of pleasure. As he jettered into her, she was filled with so much love for him that it felt like more than she could handle for a moment as she might pass out with so much emotion. How pounded, she felt dizzy. She had taken a drug of fear. He felt was gone. Did you feel that? It's beautiful, she said, her voice full of wonder. Yes, baby, I feel, I see you. 
He stayed inside of her, kissing her mouth, and the tears flowed from her eyes. I love you, she whispered, holding him tight, wanting to stay here forever, locked in his embrace. She had no, no idea how close she had been close. She had no idea how close she had come to dying, sinking into marriage, hoping like coming home, free to give in to the pleasure that threatened to overwhelm them both. Even if he didn't find release, near the end when it came, she came, Oliver had seen his soul and tasted it in his mouth. The greedy fingers of his of his soul reached for it, winding it away from her being, meshing with her. But then something strange happened. He dreaded his power, and he managed to slip from her essence. Only taste, as he had in the catacombs, he found a control, and never knew was possible. His soul's aura had entangled with hers, but she was finished coming. It was it had retreated, leaving a bit of himself behind it inside of her. Within him it felt a part of her remaining, like he had somehow kept a piece of her soul, tucked it away in his heart. It came it come one in more than one way. It left him shaken, but stronger vampire vampire killer had joined. It had been remarkable. They had been they had taken so shared souls and neither did had died. That was I don't even know what to say, she said softly, looking at him with wide blue eyes. He held her voice close close. Sure, I can't wait to do that again. He grinned, wanted to lighten the mood. That would be time later if they survived the night. Talk about serious stuff. She laughed, and it was good to see her face aglow with happiness again. Was it all right? I mean, I felt something. Say something. I don't know what to sp- how to explain it. She said, her gaze searching his. It's love, honey. You and me, you love. That was enough for Myrtle. So my parents lied to her. She plucked at the bed tree. It's, it sure seems like it. She sighed and closed her eyes, snuggling up to him, allowing his thoughts to wander again. He found tired and confused by everything that had happened since meeting her. There was so much, been much fear out put into them having sex. The stories Malcolm Sage had told them about vampire and vampire that hunters had hoped would happen, feared would happen if they mated. But he found himself slightly disappointed. He didn't. It hadn't happened like some cheesy movie suddenly developed musical new powers that would allow them to kick everyone's ass and get away putting it all up behind him. He felt like something should have resulted between them because of their joining. They are clearly different from other vampires and vampire hunters and someday he might have had the time to find out just how different they were and what and they could do with the new knowledge and whatever skills they discovered they had, maybe he would even be able to find out why his blood had affected Jonathan the way he had, and why he was suddenly could read Mandarin's mind. Seeing as he had been lied by everyone, been lied to by everyone all along. But what does it matter now? They had each other. That would have to be enough for now. What if? What if we feel? Crying now, but really something's happened inside us. And what if we're not actually okay? She sounded so scared. 
However, pushed his own way aside and hugged her tightly to him. We're not dead. We haven't transformed into some sort of mutation. We sure seem to be okay, he said. No, he didn't. I was letting him be assurance, but that was the best he could muster under the circumstances. He, did, he didn't want to be another person who told her lies. Right now, that's plenty, she said. He relieved, happy to believe what he said. Everything was fine, even though she was smart and had to know, too, that they had no way of knowing if they, their joining had changed anything about them unless tested. He eased himself from her and sat up, reaching for his pants. As she had been, remind, been reminded of the danger they faced, she rolled away from him and stood up. He tugged at his clothes, watching the rummage around for her bag. The sex had been phenomenal. They had never forget they've been hunted it was time to go at the airport Oliver turned in the Air France tickets to Adelaide Lady tickets to Rome their flight would take even several hours they would not be on it instead they sold the Adelaide tickets and their cell phone and credit cards to a dodgy looking man outside the tunnel they made enough money to buy two tickets to St. Lucia Mexico City, American Airlines. He wouldn't be on the second leg of the flight. Oliver thought it would be easier going doc, doc, getting doctored passports past Mexico custom officials. He altered the passport from that boat they had given him with a few items he bought at the airport gift shop. I have time to fix the numbers on the plane. Now, now it's enough. The names are different. We are we are Oli, Andy, Olivier, Claire, Alex. From now on, we do we are Oliver, Andy, and Claire, Alex. From now on, cute, a bit unusual perhaps, but the clerk didn't seem to care. I don't care what your names are as long as we're bent together. She said. They boarded their flight and settled in, into a coach seats. As the plane took off, Oliver held Miranda's hand. He thought of that long bus ride for Indiana and all that happened since then. The first night in Chicago, when he'd been so anxious of his first year to begin, so concerned over what would it bring. Sometime in the midst of the last few days, he had accepted his path would be a crooked and sometimes confusing one, but he was no longer running away. Future is now, and it was the rest, but just as it should be, the rest they figure out later together. And that is the end of the book.